This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And happier listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com happier. Visit IXL.com happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies for making your life happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week, we'll talk about using your shower as a happiness booth and about a know yourself better question inspired by the 1995 movie Before Sunrise. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, the future co-host of the podcast, Happier in Hollywood. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, Scratch, my writing partner and I, Sarah Fain, are going to be addressing the confounding issue of how to be happier in Hollywood. It's not always easy. Well, I cannot wait. And I know a lot of our listeners have been writing in saying, hey, I can't wait to listen to Happier in Hollywood. Like, when's that coming? So it is coming. It's coming soon. Yes. Yes. And speaking of trying podcasts, um, remember, uh, there's this hashtag tripod movement happening right now, which is, if you love listening to podcasts, help a newbie get started. Uh, help them figure out a podcast that would that is the kind of thing that would be interesting to them, and also just help them technically figure out how to listen to podcasts. Yes, Gretchen, inspired by Tripod, I'm happy to say I was at lunch with an executive the other day, and I took her phone and actually <laughs> said, here's the podcast app, and pushed it and said, here's how you search, here's how you subscribe, and I subscribed her to two podcasts, including ours, of course. Excellent. Um, so I've done my tripod bit yeah. um, for the, a couple days. Yeah. And if you if you do this, you can tell everybody what podcast you're recommending or that's just the fact that you've done it by using the hashtag tripod, T-R-Y-P-O-D. So that's fun. 
And another fun endeavor that's going on right now is Spotify. And Elizabeth, you and I had so much fun doing our Happier 911 playlist for Spotify. Yes. Yeah. And listeners sent us so many fantastic happiness boosting songs, um, which you can still listen to on Spotify. Go check that out. And for Women's History Month, Spotify asked me to put together a playlist of some of my favorite female artists. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was so fun. And you can find it by going to browse and then genres and moods. It's for Women's History Month. And I had so much fun. I had Roseanne Cash, Elizabeth, who we talked to in episode 22. Yes. Remember, she talked about that song, When the Master Calls the Roll, how she got the inspiration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with that song. Love that song. It's on there. Lori Berkner, who is, she does children's music. She writes and performs children's music. It's so good. And I love her work so much. I included one of her songs because it's not just for kids, Lori Berkner. But my favorite song right now that I cannot stop listening to is from Nina Simone, Feeling Good. Fish in the sea, you know how I feel. River running free. Oh, I love that song. I can't wait to check out your list, Scratch. Excellent. Um, and so, listen, this week our Try This at Home tip comes from our listener, Rebecca, in Wales. Yes, Rebecca writes, I'd often find that when I was in the shower, my mind wandered aimlessly. I would think, plan, worry, and fret. Showering is such a mindless task. It really needs no concentration, so no wonder my mind would drift off. But I have changed up my showering routine, which sets up my day in a much more positive tone. I now see my shower as a positivity booth. When I step in there, I only repeat positive sentiments to myself and let my worries wash away. I repeat affirmations or positive poems. It's a wonderful way to start my day, and all of us have a positivity booth in the house. The shower routine acts as a positive trigger to remind me to be positive, mindful, and present. Oh, I love this idea. I think this is so, so great. Cool. Yeah, and I love I love the positivity booth. That Maybe we'll put our own spin on it, Elizabeth. We'll call it a happiness booth uh, yeah. to tie it in. But I think this is brilliant. Yeah, I mean, as she said, everybody's got a shower and it is it's like the um the telephone booth in doctor <laughs> who it's like a magical place or harry potter yes uh, how you get to the ministry of magic yeah or superman but what i love for myself personally is this comes at a great time because we just redone our bathroom as you know and adam and i have just moved back into our bedroom where we have a brand new shower so this is perfect timing for me to start thinking of um, the shower as my happiness booth. Well, and that's one of the, uh, and better than before, I talk about the strategy of the clean slate, which is that when we go through a transition, when things change, it's easier to have a new habit. And so you're right, like now that you have this new kind of fresh shower, it's sort of like it's a fresh start and it might be easier even to have this habit with the new shower. And then also she's really right in that you're piggybacking off another habit. So if you were going to say, I'm going to sit down for 10 minutes every day and think positive thoughts, that might be kind of hard to have that new habit inserted. But since it's part, it's what well, you could consider it the strategy of pairing as well. Since it's part of a habit that's already very, very well established, it makes it easier to adopt it because it's like, I'm just going to change the way I do this instead of like inserting this whole new habit into my routine. So I think that's also really smart. 
Yeah, I also think, you know, for parents of especially young children, the shower is sort of the one place where you can get away and be by yourself. So it's kind of a spot. It's like meditation. You yeah. know, it's like your little meditation room also. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is a perfect time to just kind of center yourself, set an intention. Yeah. Also, I shower a lot before bed. Ah. Uh, but this would also be a great thing to do before bed, sort of calming your mind, being in a good state. Because I'll, I'm someone who definitely gets into bed and my mind starts going crazy. Yeah. You know, and I can't sleep. So this would be a good way to sort of use those 10 minutes to set myself in a good frame of mind before going to sleep. Well, and one of the things that you're pointing to, and it's something that Rebecca says when she says that when her mind wanders aimlessly, she starts to think, plan, worry, and fret. Uh, We do have this thing called the negativity bias, which means that our attention is more captured by negative information, which is why newscasters use if it bleeds, it leads, because that's what's going to capture people's Mm. attention. Or if you go in for a work review, you remember the one negative criticism that your boss makes instead of like the five compliments that you got because we're just and you can see why that can make sense that you're you pay special attention to things that might be negative or dangerous or or risky or whatever but as she says one of the consequences of the negativity bias is that when people's minds are unoccupied Mm. when their their minds are wandering free there is a tendency for them to drift downward if you don't consciously try to intervene. And maybe it's not the shower for you. Maybe it's commuting like you. It's lying in bed. Maybe it's, you know, there's some part of your day where you're like, I really am starting to notice that during this time, my mind wanders into a bad place. So I want to, you know, I'm going to use my showers, my my happiness booth, or my car is my happiness booth or whatever it might be, just so that you are consciously, she says, like, I want to be positive, mindful and present. I mean, that's like the big three. Can you realize like, oh, I want to use this time right. I want to use it in a good way, in a happy way. Yeah. I I mean, I am definitely one of those people who will spiral, you know, out of control um, and and given any opportunity. So it's definitely good for me. The other thing about taking showers is, and I'm sure this is true for a lot of people in different types of work, but if I set an intention to try to have like an idea about something, a story I'm thinking about in the shower, that's often a good time to be creative. Ah, yeah. There's something about running water. It's like it's like walking. It somehow seems to provoke thoughts. But there's also something about showering specifically where it's like washing off negativity. And, and mm-hmm. earlier um, I was mentioning Roseanne Cash, yes. Elizabeth, who we talked to. And I had lunch with her recently and she was saying how every she was talking about performing and she was saying that she could not sleep after a performance unless she took a shower. And I said, well, why is that? And she said, I have to wash off the projections that have been put on me and I just need to sort of like wash off what just happened. And I thought, well, there's wow. not everybody is like performing in front of, you know, thousands of people, Uh but there is this feeling it's cleansing. It's like washing off whatever's come at you. That's also can be a happiness booster. Yeah. And that is such a profound notion because I do think we all have projections put on us yes. throughout the day. I yes. mean, it, I've never heard of that um, put that way. But yet, if you just think about walking through life, it's yes. so true. Uh, so I'm going to start being aware of that because it could be affecting our moods, too. Yeah. Right. Right. I love that. Wash away the projections. <laughs> yes. 
So this is great. Rebecca, thank you so much for sending in this Try This at Home tip. Let us know if you tried this at home, if you use your shower as a happiness booth. And I do love this. I love this, just this idea, the happiness booth. Yes. <laughs> it's so catchy. It's awesome. Uh, let us know on Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is episode 108. So go to happiercast.com slash 108 for anything related to this episode. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flowknit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Gretchen, it is time for a happiness hack. And this one comes straight from your daughter, Eleanor Rubin. Yes. So I love this hack. Okay. So I had read this article online that was like, you can use your iPhone as a magnifying glass. And it's like, you don't even need to download anything. You just go into the settings and you do this, you do this, you do this. And so I did it and I was so excited and I was showing it to Eleanor. And I'm like, look, this is great. I can use my, my iPhone as a magnifying glass. Because, you know, like sometimes like I'll be in the drugstore and there'll be the little teeny tiny yes. description of like how you take it or what it's for. You know, there's just times where you can't read something that's very small. Yeah. Nutrition labels. Yes. Yeah. A friend of mine was saying how he couldn't read the security code on the back of his credit card. And he was like had this whole paralysis. Anyway, so I was <laughs> so excited by this. And Eleanor gives me this sort of sweet, pitying look. <laughs> and she's like, but mom, you can already do that with your camera. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, if you zoom on your camera, and of course I knew that if I held up the, you know, my phone mm. to take a picture like of a house, I could zoom in on the door. But I, d I had never realized that if I 
pointed the camera like at a page and zoomed in, it would make the print larger. It acts like a magnifying glass. And I was like, okay, well, that's a good tip. So if you have a phone with a camera, you can use the zoom function as a magnifying glass. Yeah, I have to say, and it has never occurred to me to do that. I would <laughs> never have thought of doing that. I could have been alive another 50 years, never would have crossed my mind. But now I'll probably use it all the time. Well, I'm glad to hear so, you say thank that. Thank you, Eleanor. Because I was just like, um, am I such an idiot that I never realized that? But you're right. It's just you don't think of it in that context, right? Right. I mean, I will say that uh, on the, in the same vein, I have finally figured out that if a restaurant is dark, you can use the flashlight yeah. <laughs> on your phone to look at the menu. So I got that far. Um, but this is taking it to another level. So yes. I'm going to be doing this. Yes. So yes, magnify away. I love that. Well, thank you, Eleanor, for that. Thanks, Eleanor. <laughs> Straight from a 12-year-old. Yes. Thank you. Gretchen, it's time for a Know Yourself Better. And this one is interesting. It comes from the movie Before Sunrise, uh, which came out in 1995, starring Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. So some people, this is their favorite movie. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who love it. Yeah, well, and it's an interesting movie because, just as a side note, Before Sunrise was 1995, and then there was a movie Before Sunset that was made in 2004 that was their same story nine years later, the same couple, and then Before Midnight, which was 18 years later, and it's the same actors. Um, so you see it kind of unfolding. So it's very cool to watch all three movies. But what it's about, it's about an American man, Jesse, and a French woman, Celine. And in the first movie, Before Sunrise, they're young adults, and they meet on a train, and they spend kind of a magical, romantic night together. And so it's about romance and meeting somebody and that kind of, that delicious feeling of we're just going to tell each other everything and talk throughout the night. And then in the morning... The fates have cast us in different directions. And so it's interesting that later on, their fates do intersect. So it's, so it's a really interesting, very talky, romantic movie. Yeah. And Gretch, there was one interesting exchange that jumped out at us as a know yourself better. I always have this strange feeling that I'm this very old woman laying down about to die. You know that my life is just memories of something. It's so wild. I always think that I'm still this 13-year-old boy, you know, just doesn't really know how to be an adult, pretending to live my life, taking notes for when I'll, you know, really have to do it. Kind of like I'm in a dress rehearsal for a junior high play. So this just has always caught my imagination, like where one person feels like she's at the end of her life and looking back on it. And the other person feels like they're still at the beginning and what's unfolding isn't really happening yet. What, what do you think about this? Do you, do you identify with Celine or Jesse um, in this? Yes, I strongly identify with Jesse. Uh, I 100% feel this way. I mean, it goes to... Just never quite feeling like you know how to do things, you know. How to be a grown-up. How to be a grown-up, exactly. I mean, I even remember when I was like 23, somebody said, how old are you? And I said 19. It just came out because I think I just always <laughs> feel 19. <laughs> I yeah. still feel 19. It's hard. I mean, I, was, I always am thinking like I'm someone's mom. Like they look 
to me for answers. That's ridiculous. I have no answers. I don't know what I'm doing. And it's it's daunting. And I I feel completely unqualified to be an adult. (laughs) I think I feel both ways simultaneously or maybe like in quick succession, because sometimes I feel exactly the Mm. same way. Like I feel like I'm everything's sort of provisional, like it hasn't really started yet. I haven't really started adult life yet or, Mm -hmm. you know, we haven't really quite settled into things. Um, Sometimes I'll think like, oh, it feels new to have like a wedding anniversary. I'm like, I've had so many wedding anniversaries. Why does it still feel like a brand new thing? But then I also do have this feeling of like, even when something's happening in the present, it feels like something that I'm looking back on from long, long in the future. Like it's this kind of preemptive nostalgia. Well, it's a poignancy. I mean, I remember one time we were at mom and dad's um, apartment and mom got a bench delivered, um, really pretty bench that she'd had covered in really beautiful fabric. And you Mm. sighed and you were like, Someday we'll look back on today and we'll say that was the day the bench was delivered and the bench will be faded and old. It won't be new anymore. And I was like, wow, way to bring bring everybody down. Wow. I'm kind of surprised that I said that, but it is exactly (laughs) the kind of thing that I that I think. So you are both. You're 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 I, I, gripped by both, which is is kind of like you're always um, ping ponging around. That, that must be tiring. Well, it, you know, and then there's that video that I did. The days are long, but the years are short. Yes, um, and I'll post a link to it because it's like of everything I've ever done. This is the thing people seem to like the best. <laughs> but it's like this idea that you're like the very thing that you're tired of will be precious one day. But that doesn't mean you're not tired of it now. But it's like, I remember that w- being really annoyed with the stroller in the hallway because we live in an apartment. So our stroller is always in the hallway. And I remember thinking, oh, it really annoys me to have the stroller in the hallway. But then it was also like simultaneously that had happened a long, long mm. time ago. And it was far in the past, even though it was in the present. It's, it's hard to explain this feeling, which was part of what so struck me about this, is I know what she's getting at, the sense of it's all far, far past. Yeah. And I always say, like, I, I always think in terms of feeling like the 13 year old um, kid, I mean, I always think, am I going to look back on this and feel that I was doing all these things that, you know, mom and dad did in a responsible way? It's just right now, it doesn't feel like I am. Like, did they right. feel this way? You know, when they were well, I was going to say 35, but 45, did they still feel yeah. like they didn't know what they were doing? We should ask them. Right, right. But it relates also to what we talked about with the China syndrome, you know, um, the at least the Jesse part of it does. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 100%. Um, and why I think this is a helpful Know Yourself Better, why it's sort of always, I've, I've remembered it ever since I first saw the movie when it came out, was I think it's it's helpful to remember that while you're going through life, you may feel like you're faking it or whatever, but to other people, you seem like a regular adult, mm-hmm. or maybe you feel like everything's happened in the past, but actually it is happening right now. And you, you sort of have to keep remembering, like, Be present. this is what is happening. Yeah, this is what is happening now. I need to shape it. I need to appreciate it. And not think, th- and like the China syndrome, not think that things will automatically be better in the future or that you're automatically going to grow into everything, but then also not feel like it's not worth fixing or that it's all over with or that it's sort of too late to deal with something. 
because it's still the present. Yeah. And if you have that, if you have problems being present, like Celine, maybe uh, use your happiness booth to work on that. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's an interesting know yourself better. It's, a, it's an interesting movie. It's an interesting trilogy of movies. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for a listener question. And one way to reach us is to leave a voicemail question at 774-277-9336 or easier to remember, 77-HAPPY-336. Now, this is an interesting question. It's a tough question. I'm not sure that you and I have any special insight into it, but we thought it was worth discussing. Um, And maybe listeners will have suggestions that they want to propose to Cindy because she's, she's in a tough situation. Yes. Cindy writes, a coworker who is one of my superiors just recently gave up smoking and asked if she could join me on my lunchtime walks. Being an obliger and a good little Catholic girl, I said yes. However, I really, really don't (laughs) want to do this. I look forward to lunch as my one-hour escape from the office and my coworkers. Though I like them, it's still nice to have a break. Plus, this coworker is a bit opinionated and definitely on the opposite end of the political spectrum for me, so this does limit our topics of conversation a bit. I suppose I'll just end up trying to limit our walks to one or two days a week and hope that suffices for her. Otherwise, what's a tactful way to tell her I'm more happy as a solo walker? I mean, this is this is tough. Tough question. (laughs) Yeah, it's like hard to navigate this. It's her boss. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing I was thinking about is if the boss had written us and said, I've just given up smoking. I feel at loose ends on my lunch hour. I don't know what to do. We would have said, well, do you have a coworker who takes walks at lunch? Why don't you ask if you can join that coworker? And that will be a new activity to distract you and do something healthy. So, you know, we could be responsible for this horrible thing that has happened to Cindy. Yeah, no, um, it makes you it, know. it's really sensible. It's, for that person, it's a really great, yeah. it's a great, and also like, and I, I love the fact that Cindy noted, notes that she's an obliger. I love it when people mm-hmm. say whether they're upholders, questioners, obligers, or rebels to help us, you know, like, uh, you know, target our, 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 uh, our suggestions. And it could be that the boss is an obliger too. And so she's thinking, oh, this is great because if I'm with somebody else, I'll get this accountability and I'll go for the walk and I won't smoke. So yeah, you can exactly see how this came about. Yes. And I completely understand Cindy wanting this time to herself and feeling like it's just completely ruined if somebody else is with her, like that it's just she might as well not even go on a walk. And what we don't want is for her to stop doing something healthy because she's an obliger who can't say no. Although I will say, I mean, I don't know how you say no, because I think the boss could be very offended by it. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the the first question is, do you try to head on, say to this person, you know what, I'd really rather be by myself and do it that way? Or do you try to think of an excuse where um, you somehow present something where it it can't be done? Because I think it's good to be forthright, but it's not necessarily realistic to think that someone would feel comfortable. I think some people definitely would feel comfortable doing this, but I think it's true that some people would not feel comfortable saying to their boss, you know what, I'd really rather just be by myself. So what do you do? I don't know what she does on her walk, but if she listens to podcasts or audiobooks, 
I mean, can she say, oh, yeah, come with me, um, as long as you don't mind that I've got my headphones on, you know? Yeah, I've really committed to listening to the Side Hustle School (laughs) podcast every day because I'm trying to develop my Side Hustle School so I'm not dependent on this job. Um, And then even if normally she doesn't, if she does, at least it will, one, insulate her from conversation, and two, it might discourage the woman from coming with her. Right. Or she, or sort of a wrinkle on that is she could say something like, oh, you know what? I'm really trying to get through audiobooks or like, you know, my book group now. We're yeah. <laughs> trying to, and the only way I can keep up is to, to listen to audiobooks. Uh, you know, and so I need this time to listen. Um, so it's sort of like, sorry, I can't do it because I'm going to do, I, I've got this other commitment. And then she wouldn't actually have to listen to anything. She could just put her headphones on if she wanted. Yes. Another thing, Gretchen, um, this is kind of the long game plan. But (laughs) what she could do is say, oh, yes, join me for a walk. And she could get others in the office to also join. Um, This is something a lot of writers take group walks after lunch. So this is something that actually is very familiar to me. Ah, And she could get a whole group walking. And then once that group is established, she could then peel off on her own and get back to her own walk. So that could take a few weeks to establish. But a lot of people, if pressed, if asked, will start going on lunch walks. That is a in gr- my experience. That is a great idea. It'd be good for the other people in the office. It'd be great for the boss because she'd have the company. And then Cindy would be setting herself up to peel off. <laughs> Um, now, there is a thing like, could you just say, you know what, I really I really feel like I need solitude in the middle of the day, or I, f- I really feel like I need to just have a, have some time to myself in the middle of the day. Again, I think some people could say this, and I think some bosses could hear that. Like, you and I would both really understand if somebody said, you know, I really just need time to myself. So that's something to think about, too, is just it, that it's nothing personal. It's just, I, I really need a break from just other people in the middle of the day. Yeah, I do think that's a risky move, though. Do you think the boss would be would likely take offense to that? I think you just don't know. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's risky. I I would take the indirect (laughs) route of trying to get out of it. But that's also maybe just my personality, which is why we all need to do what works for us. Well, no, and that's exactly what I was going to say, which is one of the issues that this this raises is how easy it is to assume that other how other people will respond to something based on how we would respond. So it could be that this boss is a really, really gregarious, extroverted person. And for her, the idea of going on a walk in the middle of the day by herself sounds very dreary and very boring. And she would love to have somebody else's company. And it kind of suggests and she does want somebody else's company. So it suggests that maybe she is that kind of person. And so she would be it would never occur to her just in all innocence, it wouldn't occur to her, well, somebody could be treasuring this time by themselves. Because to them, it would just be like, who wants to go for a walk in the middle of the day by themselves? Like, what's more boring than that? And not think about the fact, well, for somebody else, this could be very desirable. Just just because it's so hard for us as we're to, to remember how different other people can see the world. It's just, you just naturally assume that other people are having basically the same responses and impulses mm-hmm. that you are. It's hard to remember wow, you know, I'm a morning person, but this person could be a night person, or I'm an abstainer, but maybe you're a moderator, or I love simplicity, but you love abundance. Unless you remind yourself, it's just very easy not to pay attention to that. Well, I hope that one of these suggestions (laughs) works for Cindy. Um, Cindy, let us know. Keep us posted on your walk schedule. Don't stop walking because of this. Yes, that is key. Stick to a good habit. Yes. And if anybody has any good suggestions (laughs) for Cindy... Please send them in because I, it's, it is a pickle. I think a lot of people deal with 
if not this exact issue, yeah. similar issues, yeah. you know. So uh, I, yeah. I think we'll hear from a lot of listeners on this one. Yeah, variations. Yeah. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. So, Elizabeth, it's time for demerits and gold stars. You're up for demerit. And um, I've noticed over time that you not infrequently do have sleep-related demerits. This is an, an area that you work on. Yeah, it's an ongoing issue. Um, <laughs> this one, Gretchen, is, okay, lately, the past several weeks, um, I've gotten into this thing where usually I'm the one that puts Jack to bed, my seven-year-old son. And so we go in, I read to him, turn out the light, and then I lay down with him supposedly for a few minutes to cuddle and I fall asleep. And then I wake now, up. What time, what time What time is this? This is about 930, nine, you know, but nine, nine thirty to when we turn the light out. And so then I'll wake up at like 1130 and then here's where the demerit comes in. Instead of just going to sleep, I'll go out in the living room and watch TV for two hours. Mm. So I just have this weird sleep thing where I'm having like two different sleep chunks a night. You know, it's it's um, not the greatest pattern. So you're essentially taking a nap before bed. <laughs> yes, I'm taking a two hour nap before bed. Exactly right. Do, wait, and do you feel like it it's negatively affects your sleep? Because if there's no, no negative consequence to it, it's fine. But do you feel like you don't get as much good sleep? Well, I don't know about that. But what I will say is that's when I snack. Mm. So what it does is it's like if I could cut out that time, it's like I don't know why I wake up and I'm starving after uh, this nap. Right. So it's like if I could just go to bed earlier, like if I could not fall asleep with Jack mm -hmm. and then go to bed at, you know, 11, or if I could not, or if I could just go from his room into our room and go to sleep, it's just, it is the highest concentration of, you know, snacking time I have. Right. Well, it's because your, your, your self-control is very low. You're, you're exhausted. It's the end of the day. Like it's, and you're, you're hungry too. So that's about... Now, here's a, here's a thought. What if you got to got ready for bed when Jack got ready for bed so that if you fell asleep, you could just like then stagger from his room into your room and just go straight mm. to bed with no toothbrushing or clothes changing or anything? Could you do that? That is a good idea because I do think part of it 
now that you say that is your thing of like sometimes we just feel too tired to get ready for bed (laughs) and it just that it seems like too much effort yeah so yes that would be good if i was ready for bed um i might be more likely especially if i had on my nightgown and i brushed my teeth that could do it. Sometimes the stuff that you do to go to bed also sort of wakes you up a little bit. Like if you splash water in your face or if you're brushing mm. your teeth, it's, yeah. and, you know, in the, we have a dimmer in our in our bathroom lights um, and I try to remember to keep it dim, but sometimes like it's like bright light in your face. Sometimes I think you can kind of wake yourself up to get ready for bed. So if you did that earlier, then it wouldn't matter because you would have this whole... Because it sounds like what you do with Jack is mm-hmm. really calming, and it's just like what they tell you to do with children. It's like yeah. a transition, and it's peaceful, and uh, it's working on you. <laughs> yes. Well, also to give myself a bit of a gold star buried in this demerit, I think part of why I'm falling asleep with him is that I've been making such an effort to walk during the day. Like oh. I'm trying to walk four miles a day. Oh. Um, and on your so treadmill desk, I think. Th- on my treadmill desk. Yes. And so I think that I'm just, my body is more tired because of that. And so that's why I just very quickly fall asleep next to him. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Well, try that. Okay. I'm going to try getting ready for bed. It also might make it easier for him to get to bed because if you're like, you're getting ready for bed, I'm getting ready for bed too. It's kind of this, it's sort of like we're all getting ready for bed because sometimes kids can be like not want to, they want to stay up. So that would be maybe yes, make him easier too. Yes, his dream in life is that we all go to bed at the same time. <laughs> he loves it when everyone goes to bed at the same time. Oh, that's time. so cozy. He doesn't like to feel like he's missing out. Oh, yeah. well, that's great. Well, then that's another added thing. You can be like, I'm going to go right to bed right after you. Excellent. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Um, so, Gretch, what is your gold star this week? Oh, so my gold star goes to both mom and dad. So this and this is about how because there's a big question like, can you help someone change a habit or can you help someone improve a habit? And I think one answer is no, you can't. Like we all have to change ourselves. You can't change someone else. But I do think that you can help someone if you understand their nature and kind of pick the way to do it that will work for that person in the right way. And a great example is so. Dad, Alyssa, as you know, he always has exercise. He's like very, very disciplined mm-hmm. exerciser. So he exercises regularly. But as often happens with people who exercise, they you fall into a rut and you sort of do the same things and you mm-hmm. tend to make it easier for yourself. Your body just automatically figures out like how to how to do things, which is why like you and I go to a strength training trainer where they really work on your form to make sure that you're not slipping into like the patterns yes. that would make it a lot easier for you to do this leg press or whatever. So mom saw this deal where you could get three months of a trainer of personal sessions and then a month free. And dad is very frugal. He, he likes to spend money when it matters, but he also likes to be frugal. So this really appealed to him in that side of him. And he's a questioner. He loves information. And one thing about this trainer is that he's telling dad all this information about like, well, why are you doing this? And why does this work? And what, why is this valuable? Which dad is finding super interesting and energizing. And the exercise has been great for him. He feels like he's really benefiting, really upping his game. Um, And so I give dad a gold star for being so receptive to this and like such an eager learner of like, you know, demanding more of his exercise. And for mom seeing like, well, he's a questioner. Um, He's been doing the same exercises for a long time. You know, he likes to get good value. Like, how can I set this up in a way that's going to be most intriguing and enticing to him? So I feel like it was a good example of people knowing each other very well and really getting a a Mm -hmm. huge benefit by going about something the right way. And the point is, 
if you had just said to somebody else, like random person on the street, hey, let me give you these sessions with a trainer, it might do it might do nothing. It would be just be an utter waste because it's the wrong person. Right. It's the wrong approach. So it's all about the fit. And there's no right way. It's the right way for a particular person. Yes. It's like, yeah, dad is the right person to get it and mom is the right person to give it. So <laughs> yes. it, it worked out well. Yeah. And dad is getting so much out of it and yeah. enjoying it so much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. So gold star. Yes. Gold star to mom and dad. Yep. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Turn your shower into a happiness booth. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our producer, Kristen Meinzer. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers and Laura Mayer of Panoply. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And we love it when people rate and review us because it really helps other listeners find our show. But one listener emailed to say that she felt uneasy about posting online. And so she just told people in person. And I just want to say that is fantastic, too. If you don't want to rate a review online, if you just tell your friends and, you know, help them learn how to listen to podcasts and tell them about this podcast. We so appreciate that as well, because in the end, word of mouth is the best. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.